You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. From Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning and welcome to the third hour of today. It's Tuesday, September 7th, and man, we're all here this here we morning. Are. Sore eyes. Good yeah, it's morning. been a while since we've been all together. Even earlier this morning, I woke up, we have the new set. Savannah's back, Whoa. Hoda's back, and now four of us are here. So we're back wow. in school. Fall, I was just about to say. That's it's right. here. Back it's in time. school. Yeah. Remember that new lunchbox when you get that? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that Except you probably left notes in the lunchbox. Were you the, the did you leave notes and stuff like that every once in a while in a notebook in a lunchbox? Oh, you mean for the kids? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. But I mean I'm talking about when I was they actually had paper bags. They had burlap sacks. They were made of sack You're cloth. right. I automatically skipped to yes. your children. Those exactly. were usable, though. Yes, so. they were. Good times. All right. Well, wow. we have a great show lined up for you this morning, including the boss, Rick Ross. The rap star will be live to share the secrets behind his massive success. He has quite the journey. A lot of people don't realize. And his unbelievable morning routine. And let's just say he's not drinking coffee, but he has something to share with all of us That's about a, what a, he does it's a rosy each morning. Oh. There you go. Okay. okay. Uh, then from the boss to our week-long special series on the job. And this is a fun one, actually. Joe Fryer headed out on the water on board the only floating post office in the nation. People can actually ride along. Oh. And Joe found out that these deliveries, they get pretty tricky. I bet. So, huh? That goes from airmail to sea mail. Sea mail, yeah, that's a thing. And, and we've got our la latest kitchen conundrums. It turns out a lot of us have questions about eggs. I'm not yoking. They can be tricky. Uh, I'm so not yoking. <laughs> I'm not yoking. He's back. Uh, <laughs> i got to come out of my shell. So yeah. our pal, Chef Elena Besser, will be here to help. She's sharing her scrambling secret, her hard-boiled advice, and so much more. Ooh, don't get All egg right. on your face on this Oh, one. yeah. I'm done. Right. We are looking... Thank you. At least I got Thank the, you. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, we are looking forward to all of that as we head back uh, to work, to school after a long Labor Day weekend. Alex, so you were keeping busy. Well, you know, as always. trying to relax. You know, did a little running, uh, did a did a little barbecuing. A little barbecue. You had like six racks of ribs. Right. Yeah, oh it's wow. A, it's a little On barbecue. Did some barbecue. Yeah, did some burgers. Yum. And, uh, some coleslaw. Who you eats all that? What? Who's eating all of that? Uh, just some friends came over. <laughs> you know, I just I just prepared. He's you don't give me invite. Chanel and I never do. No, he's smirking. There's a story to it. We'll get it during the commercial. We'll tell you later. Because that was more than just what seven, you, four people. What you do over the weekend? So if I were to describe um, my the last three or four days, I'm going to show you a picture. This describes how it's been in my house. Kids over. You know my oh, husband. We call my husband great. Joe Jackson. We have mics and guitars and drums and all that. And the kids love to sing and make up songs. Watching my daughter with her girlfriends reminded me of when I was little. And you can relate when you are making songs, making Doing up dances. routines. There was just such yeah. joy in the house And Clara weekend, is so. just like her mom. She knows where the camera is. <laughs> and Jamie and Ava, too, because they're watching this morning. So, yeah, it was a good time in our house. What about you? Uh, we got away. We got away to a one of our special places down in South Carolina. We went with some God's friends. God's country. God's country. A <laughs> um, little place called Pemetal Bluff. Mm. So we were down there over the weekend. And there's Ooh. the sort of the oh, view, wow. that, view that we had there. Gorgeous. Um, Not bad. The kids nice. got to play with um, their friends. 
Adele and Sibby, Aww. and uh, their friends Madeline and Grayson. So it was a good, it was a good getaway, good weekend. How about you, dude? Nice. Paul is Dell now. He He's just get, keeps like know, sitting out, out like a string bean. <laughs> um, I've been dealing with tantrums all weekend. I don't know what kind. Like Ollie is just your husband Brian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and me too because yeah. of Ollie's tantrums. But it was funny. We were with Hoda, and he wanted nothing to do with me, nothing to do with Aww, Brian. Is that Ollie? And then and Hoda? Hoda said, "Let me take you." Aww. And he just reaches his arms out and basically falls asleep on her shoulder. She was the only thing that oh. could calm him down this weekend. So wow. thank you, Hoda, for Thank that. you, Auntie Hoda. I couldn't do it Seriously. without you. Well, there you go. Well, hopefully you guys had a, a pretty good weekend. Yeah, if you unplugged yeah. over the long holiday weekend, you missed a lot, including another strain of COVID that the World Health Organization is now keeping an eye on. This particular strain is called the Mu variant. Mm. It's already present in nearly every state in this country. And unlike other variants, this one may, may is the operative word, may be resistant to the vaccines that we have. Here to talk about that and more, NBC News medical contributor, Dr. Natalie Azar. So, Dr. Nat, let's, let's start there. This move variant, how worried should people actually be at this point? Okay, then this is kind of coming straight from the horse's mouth. From Dr. Fauci, we are hearing that there are a combination of mutations in this variant that could render it um, or render the vaccines, I should say, slightly less protective. Mm. Also, I, 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 I've been also reading some indication that maybe it's more transmissible. Remember, variants of interest or concern are ones that are either more transmissible, cause more severe disease, or evade protection. So anytime they start to see combinations of genetic mutations that could render the variant any of those things, that's what gets their, you know, their sort of their red flags up. The World Health Organization has designated it as such. The CDC hasn't yet. And importantly, and I really want to drive this home, clearly the Delta is the predominant strain in this country. I think we have seen the new variant in 49 states as well as D.C., but we haven't seen this play out clinically yet, right? It, the biology of the variant suggests that it could do these things, but we haven't seen it do that yet in the real world. So take-home is... Don't lose sleep over it now. Yeah. Hopefully never. Maybe it burns itself out, but it's definitely something that they're watching. Realistically, just real quick, is there, is there a realistic expectation that we're going to continue to see these variants? A hundred percent. Okay. Because the, vac because the virus is still out there? Because the virus is still out there, and, and this is like the mantra. The virus will mutate if it has an opportunity to replicate, and the way it replicates is finding susceptible hosts. So the longer we have, you know, large swaths of the country unvaccinated, we're going to see the variants evolving and happening okay. everywhere in the world, okay. not just right. here. Let's switch to the flu vaccine because the American Academy of Pediatrics recommending that all children six months and older yes. get the vaccine. But we are seeing more younger children getting the, the, the virus, coronavirus. So should they wait mm. before they get the flu vaccine? Should you kind of be all healed up and, and ready to go before right. you introduce a new vaccine into your body? Right. So kids six months and older need to get vaccinated for flu. This is the recommendation from the AAP. They have said that if your child is acutely ill with COVID-19 or has moderate or severe disease, they should wait until the COVID-19 illness, COVID illness has resolved before getting the flu shot, unless they have mild COVID-19, then mm -hmm. they can get the oh, flu shot. Okay. And really importantly, if your child has an appointment for the flu shot and they're eligible to get the COVID-19 vaccine, they can do so at the same time. Same time? Yep. And this is true for adults as well. There's no longer a need to wait a, a two-week period pre or post. Are we worried... Dr. Nat, that because there's been this hesitancy 
for people, adults, maybe and even parents for their kids, getting vaccinated, that that will also prevent people from getting the flu vaccine as well. Yes. And especially this year, and I know we said this last year, twindemic, twindemic. We didn't see the twindemic. Why? Because the same things we did for COVID-19 protected us against the flu. Masking, social distancing, hand washing, not traveling, schooling from home. Now, all of a sudden, the world is kind of back open again. We didn't get any immunity last year from the flu because there was so little flu circulating. So experts are doubly concerned that we'll have a bad flu season this year, Al. Every year, about 50% of adults get the flu shot. That's not that great. Kids get around 60% of kids get the flu shot. Experts have said that they need that number to be 10, 20, even a little bit higher percentages of flu vaccination to protect us all this year. We'll see what happens. Last year we predicted, and and boy, were we fine. We were wrong, right? And and with both of these viruses, especially COVID-19, Ooh, it's a sneaky one. Mm-hmm. But that's where that's what the predictions are looking like right now. So Do- get your flu shot. Do- Good information Do- this morning. Yeah. 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 Thank you. We're gonna see you next hour as well. Next hour as well. More Dr. Right. That's <laughs> right. Can't get enough doctor now. Our patients are just waiting. <laughs> All right. Well, this morning we wanted to take a moment to remember a beloved mm-hmm. member of our today family, as you've probably heard, our dear friend Willard Scott passing away. Over the weekend at the age of 87, for decades, a bright face in the morning for millions of us. And for those who knew him, he was so much more than that. I, you know, I, I, I first met Willard in 1977 when, he, when I worked in Washington, D.C., took, took me under his wing. And, and once they, it was funny, I, I emulated him so much that when I moved from Washington to Cleveland, I started wearing a carnation oh, in my lapel. Wow. Then in 1980, when he started the Today Show... Uh, he was, you know, he's, everybody saw him wearing this carnation. Hey, this Willard Scott guy's copying you. Uh, that's <laughs> funny. Not quite. Was the other way uh, around. What was it about him, even those years ago, that you admired so much? You know, that he, he really, what you saw on camera was what you got off camera. You know, uh, you know he had this joie de vie. That and this was in that was in Washington D.C. He just loved people. Yeah. That was the crazy. I mean, he loved people, and people could sense that, and they wanted to be around him. And and he just and he, and he did not take himself seriously. And and Jane Pauley made a good point in the last hour that he forced everyone around him yeah. not to take themselves too seriously. People that. weren't used to the, anybody like Willard Scott. I yeah. mean, there was there has never been and will never be anybody like Willard Scott. I have a question. When I first started here, they they told me they're like you're you're not. Not Al, so don't try to be Al. Just be yourself. You're not right. Al. Yeah. You certainly do remind us of Willard because you guys had this, like, a, just a similar personality. What was it like when you two were bantering off camera? I mean, it, did you guys just go back and yeah, forth? Yeah, I mean, it was just this nonstop craziness. <laughs> but it wasn't like you were trying to top each other. Just We just fed off of each other. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, but the, the advice he gave me was always be yourself. Yeah. And, and as much as I would have loved to think that I could be Willard, I couldn't. Uh, well, nobody could. I always but you found, complimented I each other. I always found well. it extra special that long after Willard Scott left the show, it was Al Roker who stayed in touch with him more so than anybody else here. So mm-hmm. I know um, I know the loss was deeply personal well, thank for you. So it our was. thoughts it, are with his family this morning and with right. you as well. I know the services this weekend. That's so right. We're going to head down for that. Hey, but thanks, guys. Really yeah. appreciate that. And as we continue, we've got a tale of bravery and sacrifice. The first fire chief who responded on the morning of September 11th is with us exclusively to share his powerful story as the third hour of today continues. Meet Janice. 
Unfortunately, her thing is sneeze attacks every time spring returns. I literally sneezed 40 times in a row once. <laughs> Luckily for Janice, at the Walmart pharmacy, she can get over-the-counter allergy relief for things like sneezing, runny nose, and watery eyes, fast with online pickup or delivery. No more suffering? That's nothing to <laughs> sneeze at. <laughs> I see what you did there. Help survive allergy season with fast online pickup or delivery from Walmart. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed time now for our series america remembers and hard to believe this saturday will mark 20 years since the day that forever changed our nation, forever changed the world in myriad ways, the September 11th attacks. When the first plane hit the North Tower of the World Trade Center, FDNY Chief Joseph Pfeiffer's company was just blocks away. He quickly led his firefighters to the scene, becoming the first FDNY chief to respond. Well, we are so happy to have Chief Pfeiffer join us exclusively today to talk about his new book, Ordinary Heroes, a memoir of 9-11. Chief, good morning, and, and thanks so much. It's an honor Thank to have you, you here. What, it's 20 years, which is hard to believe that it's, it's been 20 years. But when you look back on that day, and I know there's got to be myriad memories that, that flood back, what's the one that stands out most to you? There's a lot of memories that come to my mind thinking back to that day. But the one thing that stands out for me is that every firefighter, every first responder saw the burning towers. And they made a personal decision to go in mm-hmm. because they knew they were going to the most dangerous fire of their lives. Mm-hmm. Chief, two things. First of all, the title of the book, uh, Ordinary Heroes, is striking because you could contend that most of the heroes are ordinary people called upon to do extraordinary things. What's the story behind the title? And, and why now, after 20 years, why, why decide to write the book in this particular moment? Mm-hmm. Originally, I wanted to write a book on on crisis leadership, and, and Penguin Random House said, no, you got to write a personal story. Um, and I wanted to tell the personal story of that day and, and my firefighters. And what we saw that day, when I ordered the firefighters to go up, people were coming down. And they were telling people coming down, don't stop. You can make it out of here. And we know those simple words was the difference between surviving and not. So that's where the title came from. My ordinary heroes that, that, that went up there to rescue thousands of people who were in their greatest moment of need. Mm-hmm. Many first responders lost, lost their lives that day and, and days after. Uh, one of those was your brother, Kevin. You tell his story mm-hmm. and, and 
Just tell me, do you picture his face all the time when, when you think back to that day? I picture him walking into the lobby and coming up to me without saying a word. And we looked at each other out of concern um, whether we were going to be okay. And then I ordered him as I ordered other firefighters to go up. And he turned around quietly, took Engine 33, and that was the last time I saw my brother Kevin and Engine 33. I know you've also talked about this, and that is the power of unity. You know, a lot has been said about the days after 9-11 and how this country came together um, in a way like we haven't seen in a while. Fast forward to even what we're dealing with today, we can have a very visceral environment, right? We talk about masks or in the midst of the pandemic. There's so many sides. What's your take on unity and trying to get that spirit back and for it to last longer than just three or four days or even a week after a tragedy? I, I think this 20th anniversary, there's such interest because we want to get back to that sense of unity. Mm. On the days and the weeks and even the months after, we felt this global to togetherness. Mm -hmm. And now we're so fragmented for, for many reasons, from pandemic and, 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 and uh, other terrorist events and climate change. I think we want to grab that feeling that we had 20 years ago, that we're in this together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we look back at 9-11 at and you talk about leadership and crisis management and making decisions in, in, in moments like that. When you look through that lens of 9-11, of, of how does that inform what you, what you think of when it comes to making decisions in a crisis? That you have to order people to do things that, you know, that, that may haunt you later. I, I can remember seeing the first plane slam into the North Tower. And I, I made quick decisions to, to order firefighters to the scene. But then I took about 60 seconds. And I remember telling myself to slow down and deliberately think, what do I have to do next? Mm -hmm. And then I got on the radio and said that the plane was aiming for the building. And now... Um, I transmitted a third alarm asking for more than 150 firefighters. So it's this combination of, of quick thinking and very deliberate thinking. Right. Chief, it's, it's a remarkable story. Thank you. Chief Pfeiffer, and, and we really appreciate it. Ordinary Heroes, a memoir of 9-11 is out right now, and you can read an excerpt on today.com. And don't forget to tune into America Remembers 20 years later tonight on NBC Nightly News for Lester's sit-down with Chief Pfeiffer. And the third hour of today will be right back in 60 seconds. This morning on our series On the Job, we head out to the water. NBC News Now anchor Joe Fryer took a ride with a mail clerk who may have the most interesting route in the country. <laughs> yeah, hey there, good morning. So this postal clerk works on New Hampshire's only official mailboat. It's a seasonal job, just 12 weeks, weeks a year, making deliveries to small islands twice a day. I recently tagged along. And I wasn't alone. <laughs> How are you? Excellent. Long lines at the post office rarely end with a high five. Pleasure to have you aboard. Then again, most post offices don't float. Good morning and welcome aboard the motor vessel Sophie C. These guests bought a ticket for a two-hour trip aboard the Sophie C, not to be the oldest mailboat in the country. She navigates channels and waterways on New Hampshire's Lake Winnipesaukee, carrying mail that's delivered by Ann Nix. What's your title? 
I joined her for a day, helping her organize packages. 10, 11, 12, 13. We have 13. Lucky 13. And letters that are destined for the Lakes Islands. Thomas, Thomas, Thomas. Snail mail, setting sail. Oh my goodness, look at this. The boat makes a few stops along the way, greeted by grateful islanders and dogs that know Anne is carrying more than letters. Oh, All righty. And as you see, the dogs like it too, the biscuits. <laughs> Kids get a snack too, lining up to buy ice cream on the boat. These stops are also a treat for grown-ups. It's our only social event, really. It's where we all come every day at 11.30, get together, get the gossip on the island. While Islanders dish, we dash. 14, 15 goes in there too. Quickly stuffing mail into boxes before jumping back on board. Each time we pull away from an island, a curious tradition unfolds. Kids climb atop slender pilings, balancing for a beat, and jumping into the lake at the sound of Sophie's horn. Look closely on Bear Island, you'll see the kids are joined by a kid at heart. <laughs> Joe Schechter, hi! Good to Hello, see Joe. you. On other islands, we learn the mail is delivered without ever getting off the boat. Thank you. Does that take some skill? Um, I'd like to say yes. I would say in my 18 years of mail service, I probably only lost three mail sacks in the lake. What happened if you drop a mail sack in the water? <laughs> we watch it go down, we all have a laugh, and they fish it out with a hook. <laughs> with that, it's my turn. A little bit nervous. Got the rookie in today. As we crawl by a tiny single-family island, I awkwardly hand off the bag. Oh, am I, what am I doing here? Without fumbling I, the precious cargo. Got it. Each summer, the Sophie Sea delivers about 23,000 pieces of mail, down from 35,000 nearly 20 years ago. The package numbers are up. You're going to be in business for a while? We're going to be in business for a while. Mailboats have been making deliveries here since 1892. Anne's family has been vacationing here for six generations. As a young girl, I would watch Sophie go by every day. As a teen, she dreamed of working on the boat, a wish that finally came true 18 years ago when she was 50. You can't have a bad day on Lake Winnipesaukee. It can rain and I don't care. Rain, shine, it doesn't matter. I see a few tears in your eyes. Oh, here. I know. It's, it's in my heart. For Anne, the boat delivers family memories, ones she's still making, especially since the captain, Jim Morash, is her brother, siblings, in sync. No reason to fight, I guess. No, none at all. It's family day on Sophie is what we call it. A summer tradition more than a century old and is still very well received. I feel blessed. Not lucky, I just feel blessed. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. yeah. It's super sweet. And, and here's something that you, when I awkwardly handed off that mail sack and prayed <laughs> it wouldn't fall in the water, they were giving her a jar of fresh blueberries. Aww. So there's all sorts of perks. She gets a lot of, like, cool like stuff. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood so or something like that. <laughs> My dad was a, uh, a mail clerk for 41 years. I didn't know that. W wasn't like that, though. <laughs> no. But your dad handed out ice cream. Yeah. 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 To be honest with you, I didn't know this existed. Yeah. 
But now that you hear it, it makes sense it that makes it does. Sense. They need their mail. Yep. And yeah. you can and you can buy a ticket and go along for as one more fantastic. week left this year, but then they'll be back next. Awesome. Thanks for highlighting the mail clerks. I know. Of course. Good stuff. All right. Coming up next. Advice straight from the boss. Rapper Rick Ross is live to share the, the secrets boss. to his success. And you definitely want to hear about his morning routine. And then later, two guys who are always hustling, Matt and Akbar, are live to talk See, I all saw things. what you did there. Yeah. Right? I, I don't know if it Our writer did. <laughs> We're going to talk all things American Ninja Warrior when the third hour of today continues. That's, that's his Uh, this morning, we're catching up with Grammy-nominated rapper Rick Ross, whose hits like Hustlin' and The Boss, sure to get any party started. Ah, uh, yes. He is also an entrepreneur, business owner, and author. In fact, his new book is out today. It's called The Perfect Day to Boss Up, A Hustler's Guide to Building Your Empire. And Rick Ross is live with us now. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Okay, so we have to get right to it. We have been talking about this all morning long. Every time we go to a commercial break, we're telling everybody about your morning routine. I had no idea. Some people say they call you Rosé, which I guess is fitting, because it's is this true? You start every morning with rosé and you walk barefoot around your property. Is that true? It's, it's true. It's true. I love to wake up 630 in the morning and I do a, 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 a thing I call Barefoot Chronicles. Okay. Where I walk barefoot and I get a universal opportunity to bless the boy. That's what I call it. <laughs> bless know? the boy. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, one of the tips to success in your book, you say, is you don't focus on what if this goes wrong. You focus on what if this goes right. Mm, I like that. Right. That's most definitely the way I feel and the way I move. I feel... Life is such a beautiful struggle. Let's not uh, prepare for the losses. We know we'll have losses. Let's prepare for the win so we can keep going. And, and you know, in the book, you mentioned uh, your buddy Kanye West. Uh, and we know, you know, he's, he's had some struggles. But you say he may just actually get the last laugh on all of us. <laughs> That's how I really feel. I really feel like Kanye has mastered the art of manipulating media and making amazing music and that combination it's no telling where to go and i feel like if you if someone really feels kanye's insane they're crazy mm. <laughs> so here's my my takeaway you know there may be people watching somebody in des moines st louis they may not be in hip-hop and they may not be a rap star but one thing i think we can all take away is that you it's almost like what you think about you bring about and positive thinking and saying encouraging things and being you know what i mean waking up on the right side of the bed if you will with a rosé yes yeah. and you know i talked about walking barefoot on your property people may not realize coming to america uh, was the second one coming to America was shot at your house. It's a 235 acre estate that you refer to as the promised land. And this is funny. I end up, you had a cameo, but this wasn't originally planned. How did this come about? That was me, uh, you know, just approaching Eddie Murphy in our Arsenio Hall every day. <laughs> hey, I'm ready, baby. You don't got nothing for me. And uh, they squeezed me in. See? You know, when I, I saw that scene, I was like, is that Rick Ross? <laughs> <laughs> That's Rose. Oh, I love persistence. He I got himself it. a role. So you better believe it. Here's what I thought was interesting. You have more than 100 cars, um, but you just got your license, what, like two weeks ago? For, first of all, I want to know what was it like to finally get to drive the cars, and which one did you bring to the test? <laughs> <laughs> I actually was driven to the test, but I do have, you know, over a hundred cars and 
uh, I just hadn't had my license. Wow. So whenever I go joyriding, you know, you know, it was just one of those things. And uh, my mom and my sister pressured me finally. So I went, took the test. It took me an hour. I, you know, I, I missed a few answers, but I got it. I was, got it, it. was it worth the wait, Ray? It was, you know, because you, 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 you should have your driver's license. <laughs> but it's just something about my smile. And any time I got pulled over, by the time the officer walked up, that's silly. <laughs> go ahead, Rose. We know you good. Oh, my goodness. Well, Rick, thank you. You're such a delight. We could talk to you for another 30 minutes. So you'll have to come back to the third hour today really quickly just because I feel like I have to acknowledge. How's your health? How are you feeling? People were worried about you there for a second. Right, right, right. I feel great. You know, I've, I've dropped close to 100 pounds. I've kept them off for close to three years. And, you know, that's one of the, the things I speak about in the book is having drive and the passion to where I, w- I used to refuse to go to sleep. Mm. I would maybe lay down for two or three hours a day and be right back up because I wanted to be, I wanted to succeed. I wanted to be successful. And after all the success, I still cut my own grass. And mm. I try to encourage the youngsters to get that rust off the side of their mom house and get that urine from behind the toilet. Let's start at home. Amen to that. I love it so much. Again, the book is called The Perfect Day to Boss Up. Clearly, you have a lot of uh, words of wisdom for all of us. Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you for joining us. It's in stores today. It's in stores today. And thank everybody for the support. All All right. right. So thank you so Mm -hmm. much. All right. Coming up next, two of our faves, Matt and Akbar from American Ninja Warrior Live to tell us about their two exciting shows. Oh, you got his license. Very good, Akbar. (laughs) Very nice. We just got your address off of it. Exactly. Hold that up one more time. Yeah. We're going to, uh, they're going to share some stories from the Olympics as well. Then later, uh, we are looking on the sunny side with Chef Elena Besser. She's answering your questions like how to make the perfect hard-boiled egg. We'll be right back. For 13 seasons, American Ninja Warrior has captivated audiences and inspired athletes to train like ninjas. Hosts Matt Eisman and Akbar Bajabi Amelia have <laughs> front row seats for all of the action. And now, once again, it's the junior ninjas who are getting their chance to shine. Matt and Akbar join us now from Los Angeles. Guys, good morning. Good morning, guys. Morning, Delegation LL. 13 seasons. My goodness. I, I didn't know. realize we've been watching it for so long because every season it just it's more exciting than, than the last. You introduce us to these incredible athletes. And now we get to meet this generation of junior uh, ninja warriors. I mean, what, what have you noticed uh, b- the difference between the two shows, between the adults and the juniors? Well, I, I think the biggest difference is not much, because the reality <laughs> is what we've seen on Ninja Junior with these kids age nine to 14 They were so good on the course. That's why this season, season 13, you're going to see the finale on Monday. Right here, Caden Lebsack. This kid, 16 years old. uh, Flyboy, Isaiah Thomas. These kids, we we saw them competing on American Ninja Warrior Junior. They were so good. We brought them onto the big show. They've been dominant. So it's been incredible seeing these young athletes show they have the poise to match up against our idols. And it has been spectacular. What's cool, though, on Junior... They're going head to head on the course. Speaking of these young, yeah. these these young athletes, especially amongst the juniors, so many of them have these inspiring and beautiful backstories. Is there anybody who stands out to you in this upcoming season? Well, yeah, I, I think Molly Steffel is one that I think has just a beautiful backstory. You know, everything that she's gone through, she was bullied because she has alopecia, mm-hmm. and you know, we have a ninja who's competed on the big show 
uh, Kevin Bull. And Kevin Bull, and he has been such an inspiration. He's given so many people hope. And it's an amazing story with Molly. You know, one of the kids at the school said, hey, you remind me of the guy from American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Kevin Bull. They were able to connect. She got into Ninja and she has been a rock star. You can see her hitting just, just a little tease of her ability and what she can do. I can tell you one thing. The kids are bullying her now. I love that. I bet. She was just doing the Steffel shuffle. The, <laughs> the, the power there. That's going to be a new dance. Rick Rose is going to have a there song. There you go. You know, yeah. Make that a TikTok dance. Right, exactly. I've always wondered when I watch you guys, because you're so enthusiastic. Uh, have you ever attempted the obstacle course? Ow. Why are you doing this to me? I'm just curious. I'm embarrass myself just and reveal the fact that the last two times I have tried the American Ninja Warrior course, I ended up having surgery oh. on my foot and then broke my ankle. No so, way. Well, I, that wasn't the case for me. You know, as you guys know, I, I have a lot of athleticism. Uh, sorry, Matt. But, uh, yeah, I did. Wow. I ran the course back in 2018. And, <laughs> and I really wanted to show everyone that I could not only talk about it, but I could actually do it. So that was fun. So it does give me a different perspective when when calling these ninjas. I, I know where they're coming from. Matt is just kind of talking, but I know where they're coming funny. from. <laughs> I love I love Sorry, just Matt. watching the two of you together. I know you also uh, were out d on a show with Peacock for uh, the Tokyo Olympics. You guys just, I mean, you guys, oh, there it is. You guys just keep the energy up. I mean, what, what was your most exciting memory from the Tokyo Olympics? Wow. I, I, to me, one of the coolest things was getting to meet the athletes. And it was Tamira Mensah-Stock who won gold medal in wrestling the night before. And she came on set. And this woman was an absolute bundle of joy. And Akbar, speaking of his incredible athleticism, tried to wrestle her, ended up broken down on the couch. No way. Ooh, it was wow. awesome getting to meet the athletes in their big moments. Yeah, and Akbar, you did yeah, much better with Vince, with Vince Carter, didn't you? Oh, really? Oh, wow. Al, you going there? Okay, Thank you, so Al, first for off, having my back. Okay, but here it is. Look, look at the, I had the dream shake that I threw the Lajuan. And then he kind of cherry-picked that block. I, I was supposed to make that shot. And then took advantage of Look at that, slow-mo. <laughs> I played five years in the NFL, you know, but I did play almost 15 years of amateur basketball, you know, when I was a kid and stuff Yeah, that's like obvious. That, so. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. I wish you were here to smack out. I know, I know. <laughs> it's easy for me to say they're all the way in L.A. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and they tower over you when they're here. So, yeah. <laughs> Matt, not quite. I'll say one other thing. The other cool part was being able to see six of the venues at the Tokyo Olympics, and yeah. especially and I had a chance to go and watch the men's championship and allow the, see them win the gold. So that was pretty special. Oh, absolutely. Pretty cool. that well, sweet. guys, thank you so much. It's always so much fun to talk with you. American Ninja Warrior Jr. drops this Thursday on Peacock. And don't Ooh. miss the America, American Ninja Warrior season finale. That's next Monday night on NBC. I love when you're hip. It drops. <laughs> Just that drops. drops. That's right. Hustling. All right. Coming up next, we got a good pal, Chef Elena Besser, live to scramble everything we know about eggs when she helps solve, solve our kitchen conundrums. And tomorrow, Golden Globe winner Jessica Chastain live here in studio telling us all about her new series that's getting a lot of buzz. Third Hour Today, we'll be right back. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. 
If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. T-section. It's time for another edition of Kitchen Conundrums, where we answer your questions. And this morning, it is all about eggs. Here to take a crack at our conundrums, but I'm our expert, Elena Besser, chef and host of Breakfast with Besser on Food Network Kitchen. Hey, Elena. Good morning. Good morning. So great to see you. I'm loving the setups. They look great. Oh, oh man. All right. Hey, so before we get to cooking, this is a great question. It's from Wendy in East Chester, New York. Take a look. My question is, do eggs really need to be kept in the refrigerator? Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I love this one. It is a fair question. So here's the deal. If your eggs are pasteurized, they technically don't need to go in the refrigerator. But the FDA recommends that you keep them in a temperature 45 degrees or lower. So I would say store them in the fridge. But if you're baking and you need eggs to come to room temperature quickly, here is my trick. Put an egg into a cup pour some warm water over the top mm. and let it sit for about five to 10 minutes. And then it will be room temp and ready for all your baking. Oh, needs. Okay. So you don't have to wait to bake. I yeah. love it. Um, yeah, yeah. Our next question comes from Twitter. <laughs> Brooke from Wisconsin wants to know how long should you cook eggs for a soft scramble? Mm. We were just talking about this. Yes. Okay. The soft scramble is key. And you want to make sure that you pay attention to two things, agitation and heat. So the more you agitate it, the more it's going to break up the curds and the hotter the heat, the quicker the eggs will cook. So if you want a custardy egg, make sure you go low and slow and you agitate those eggs constantly. If you want something that is a little bit more cooked, go a higher heat. And with bigger curds, don't agitate it as much. But here's the thing. Make sure you turn the heat off 30 seconds before those eggs are done cooking because the leftover heat is going to continue to cook the eggs. It does. Oh. That's, a, that's good advice. Okay, this next conundrum was a really popular one. This is Nicole from Texas. Take a listen. I just want a pretty egg in the morning. Can you tell me how to get the perfect hard-boiled egg, please? Okay, I am so happy she asked this. And Al, I know that you feel really passionate about this. And I'm equally happy that we align in our thoughts. You do. <laughs> so I know. What I, what I love to do is I love to bring water up to a boil, delicately lower those eggs in, and cook them for about 11 to 12 minutes. Oh. And then I shock them in an ice bath. Yes. And I make sure that they are in that ice bath for about five minutes. And what's going to happen is that egg white is going to pull back from the shell. And then here is my tip for perfect peeling. So okay. all of you have your eggs have in you front of you. Are you ready to join me? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what you want to do, tap that egg on your counter. All break over? up that shell. Take the palm all over. Break up that shell. Take the palm of your hand and kind of roll oh. the egg in your palm. And then what you're going to do is you're going to start peeling just a tad. And then what I there. love <laughs> a lot of crap. is I, know. I love Come to on. take yeah. a spoon. <laughs> and once you have enough of that egg shell peeled off, you tuck that spoon underneath. And bring it around. It's not a competition now. It's not. I just, <laughs> I just peel a lot of eggs. <laughs> and then what you'll see is that spoon really easily lifts that shell, 
right off. I always like to just have a little bit a little of water aggressive. nearby to get anything else off. And Al, yes, winner, winner. Here we winner, go. Winner. Egg you know, dinner. I okay. will admit this makes it a lot easier. Oh, it, it's perfect. I've never done it this every way. Time. I just run it under cold water. And every start time. Okay, okay, can we, we get to the second yes, one? Yes, uh, our producer oh, look how Phoebe. Fun that is inside. It is. It's a little, if you, a little less if you like a jammy uh, yolk. Anyway, our producer yes. Phoebe asked on Instagram. What's a good way to make a yummy egg salad without the heavy mayo? Oh, Phoebe, we love her and we love this question. <laughs> I'm endorsing this not- question because yes, this is amazing. You, you are so right. You do not need mayo to have a creamy, delicious egg salad. Mm. So what I love to do is I love to start by making a traditional vinaigrette. So this mm. vinaigrette is a Dijon vinaigrette. It's got some olive oil, some champagne vinegar, a little Dijon. Oh. We got capers. Mm. We got fresh herbs. And then I actually put in a little bit of Greek yogurt for extra oh. creaminess and tang. You can leave it out. You don't need it if you don't want the Greek yogurt. And you just mix it up with those eggs that you've boiled per our direction. This is amazing. Yeah. Elena, we're out of and time, but this is like amazing. This is really good. One, some of the best egg salad and, I've ever had. And maybe, had. Elena, you could, you could call Chanel afterwards and let her know how she buys tarragon. I know. I'm like, she tarragon? Has no idea how to buy buying tarragon. Herbs. It's anyway. the best thing I've ever... This is amazing. Elena, thank oh, you so I'm much. So it's so always good to see you. Thanks Great so much. to see you. Thank you, all. Thank you Elena. Have an excellent day. Oh, <laughs> thank you. For more of Elena's <laughs> tips and recipes, including her take on deviled eggs, mm. head to today.com slash food. And if you've got a kitchen conundrum you'd like Elena to tackle, head to our Instagram page to share it. We may answer your question right here on the third hour of today. Deborah Roberts makes a fantastic deviled really? egg. Really? Make this. Uh, we'll be right back. So good. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Catch up on all four hours of today, anytime, anywhere by downloading the Today podcast. Have a great day. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.